Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Haggies Gaming Podcast. I'm David Terzian here with Stanley Chin. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the state of TFT. And we are in current update 10.9. So right now, I think a lot of players are dissatisfied. I think it would be accurate to say with the state of the game. And for anyone who's been keeping up with uh, the TFT's competitive meta, now all these hyper rolling comps have uh, are now the top tier comp- compositions. So, for anyone who's unfamiliar, there's Candyland, which is based around aggressively three starring uh, Poppy, as well as Shredder, which is based off of aggressively three starring Zaya. Um, a lot of these comp or these compositions came about because Riot has decided to significantly buff three-star one costs, as well as increasing the roll percentages for these pieces. Uh, do you have any thoughts about this so far? Yeah, I also think another thing that kind of made this more of the meta is also the damage change that happened in 10.8. I feel like it, it contributes because if you don't, if you're not strong fast, you could lose big. And when you lose big, you die fast. So people just kind of try to hyper-roll more. You're more incentivized to just be strong early yeah i i do definitely think that's a factor as well i think it's a culmination of actually quite a bit of things um what you just said is definitely one part of it number two i think some synergies are just straight up overtuned or some of the one costs like it doesn't make sense that how hard these one cost three stars can carry you and vanguard is also just significantly overbuffed it's way yeah. over tuned. I don't. I don't wonder. Like, I understand why they did it. They did it because they wanted players to be more flexible in changing up their composition, and where adding a single synergy would feel more impactful. But I think they've actually made the problem worse by making two Vanguard as strong as it as it is, because it makes it makes the three star Poppy just so incredibly oppressive early on. Um, and like you said, you do get punished for low rolling. And you're overly rewarded for high rolling now. And I think that's a really dangerous spot to put the game into because the reason people love auto chess and they love TFT when they first came out is because you have to play with what you're given, right? The way the meta is right now, it's not about how well you can adapt. Because sure, even though there are so multiple compositions that you could top four with, it's generally the player's that, you know, get the 3-star Poppy, get the 3-star Zaya, they get a top 2 or a top 3. It seems like every single game, at least two of them are in the top 3. Yeah. It's almost become more of like a race instead of like a, a strategy. You know, it's just... There's yeah, a little I bit of RNG they... involved, and whoever rolls the hardest and, and gets those players gets the, the fast start, and then you kind of just can't really catch up if, if they're too ahead. Yeah, it really feels like you can't do anything if you just low roll. Well, if you high roll, it feels like you didn't really have to put in much effort or you didn't have to make much changes to your composition in order to be as strong as you are. And I think a second issue is these compositions are so rigid and with everyone going for the same pieces that it's incredibly difficult to pivot afterwards if you don't hit the pieces that you need and you end up just getting like a bottom two, bottom three if you're trying to out high roll someone else. Yeah. But at the same time, you... You know, at least two players, it seems, out of every game are getting top three. 
just for high rolling these pieces. And I and I think that's just clear evidence that the pieces themselves are overtuned, or the the composition synergies themselves are is just way too strong. Because that shouldn't be the case where a three star one cost with good items could easily roll two star four costs with perfect items. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Yeah, it's just weird because every TFT set I've ever played, uh, one star three costs were like nice, but it was never something you would ever want to go to or like go for for your end comp. Like they were just nice to have if you ended up with them, but they didn't make or break your team. And now it seems like they're just capable of actually being one of the best players on your team. So I don't know. It's it's just a completely different game too, because every my whole career at TFT, I've always been an econ player where I, I wait till 50 and I'm like patient and then I try to put together a comp. But now it's it's almost like a different game. And I don't know if I hate it. I think it's, but... a, it's a bad, bad direction for the game for sure. I, I read a post from someone on Reddit actually. They said the game is actually much more diverse. Diverse in the sense that there are all these compositions that can work and they can get you a top four, but the game is more inflexible than it ever was before. And I, I think that was a great point because once you're, you've kind of decided on a comp, it's very, very difficult to pivot out or to tinker within and add little things. Like once you decide on a comp, you can't deviate from it at all or the composition falls apart almost yeah. completely. Like Dark Star, you can't deviate if you've chosen Dark Star. You have to go Dark Star. You just have to pick up all the Dark Star units. Mech Infiltrator, you just have to pick up all the Mech Infiltrator units. You can't deviate at all. And I think the only compositions that you really can are like the Chrono, Cybernetic, Blade Master, Brawler, Blaster, because there's a lot of overlap between them. So I, I think those are the only healthy compositions in this game and this current state, at least to me. Um, I don't think like Candyland, your composition just falls apart if you don't hit a three star poppy. Yeah, and I think that's really bad for the game where you just it literally just becomes a dice roll. You don't have a you're not given the opportunity to be flexible and transition towards something else, and I think that'll hurt the game significantly in the long term. Yeah, I definitely have that, that's definitely true because I've I've tried to go Candyland or something like if at the very beginning I'm being offered tons of poppies and stuff like that. And then if I notice somebody beats me to it and I can't three-star my poppy and I want to just level and try to like switch to even like e-girls or some other comp, but usually I'm just, I just end up dying quickly trying to move into like a, a larger star guardian. Yeah, once, comp. You, once you lose the high roll, you can't, it's, you're just so deep into your hole that you can't pivot. Yeah. And like, like you mentioned earlier, this is compounded by the fact that players take significantly more damage in stages three and four especially with the unit changes and with the fact that you know these high roll comps are designed to power spike early and when they do your board ends up winning by four five or even six units yeah and that that makes it so you're taking like 15 damage a stage sometimes like late stage three which just makes the game almost unplayable and you can't deviate at all from what you're given or going for initially yeah that's that's the biggest problem i think that just that right there do you, i the thing is last patch it felt fine 
at least to me, the damage felt fine because you there were still a lot of compositions in the game and you could still go something else. Like I that's why I kind of loved Bang Bros. Because Bang Bros, you weren't completely stuck into just Master Yi and Yasuo. Like you could have gone for Chrono Blade Master, for example. Or you could have transitioned towards, I don't know, Blaster Brawler even. You had all of these options. So taking damage wasn't that bad. It felt like last patch. I don't know if you got the same or you have those same feelings. No, yeah, it, I, I agree with you. I, I, just, I just think that right now, just with the way they buffed the, the three costs and the way you die quickly on top of it, like, that's what... The, like, even before, if you tried to force something, like you said, you could you could get out of it. But now with these, it just seems like once you're behind, you're dead. And dying in, like, stage four... I don't know. It, just, it feels bad being hopeless in stage four. Yeah, it feels... It feels like players have less agency than they used to. Like It doesn't feel like your decisions impact the game as much. And even if you do end up doing well, you know you have this feeling this other guy was able to do just as well or plays very high just because he ran this composition that took close to no thinking at all. Not, I wouldn't say no thinking, but the level of skill required to run these compositions are significantly less than I think most players would be happy. How fast can you push D? How fast can you buy all the the same priced pieces of the ones you need and then resell them? Kind of absurd because there's, I don't know. There is a skill to hyper roll, like I will say. That, uh... There is. Like it's, it would be disingenuous to say that it's skillless because even mech infiltrators, there's a certain level of skill involved in knowing when you should roll, knowing which pieces to go for, but. You weren't as rewarded. You weren't rewarded as heavily as you are now for doing it. Do you feel like when you're hyper rolling, you're not playing the game anymore, and you're just focused on doing the rolling properly? I feel like when I'm hyper rolling, I don't watch my board at all. I I just I'm rolling during the battle and buying all the two costs and stuff and doing all the math to make sure I can get back to fifty, <laughs> and then stuff like that. Like I I feel like I don't enjoy the game as much just because i'm so hard focused on, on, on yeah and you're not really adapting to your opponents either i don't think no you're not you don't you don't you don't scout anymore you know once you hit let's say you hit a two-star poppy before stage two and like you grab one more before then there's almost no point to even scout you should your highest your best chance of winning that game is most likely to just hyper roll for the poppy at that mm -hmm. point So what do you think they could do to fix these things? Well, I think first they need to just tone down one cost. They obviously need to tone down Poppy. Um, <laughs> he's way too strong. He's terrifying. They need to tone down the percentages for one cost across the later levels, I think. Level, especially 4, 5, and 6. They they said the reason they did it initially was because people were three starring three costs with too much consistency before, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that was that bad of a problem. That was good. <laughs> last meta, it felt incredibly diverse. Like you had you had Bang Bros, you had Dark Star, you had Mech Infiltrator. Pretty much every composition was viable. Now that I think about it, like you could run virtually all of them. Like maybe you could say Celestial Protector was a little bit weak, but that that was about it, right? 
Yeah, and I mean, if okay, look, if if you're staying and and rolling for a three cost, three star, you're in a way sacrificing your ability to get like a two star legendary, right? So having a three cost, three star be your carry seems like viable to me. Like it's an okay strategy. Like it, it makes sense. Like it's not overtuned in one way or the other. You're kind of in the middle. I agree with that to some extent. I think another big thing that so Scara, who's a pretty well-known TFT player, he's an ex League of Legends professional player. He was saying that uh, the reason why three-starring units is so important now, a lot of it has to do with how weak five costs are, which is pretty true. Yeah. You wouldn't pick up a five cost unless it fits your composition. Well, and remember which, two patches ago they nerfed them all. Yeah, but that I I know it's by design, but that's I think that's part of the reason why this game is in the state it currently is, where you don't pivot late game or you don't make changes late game at all, is because the legendaries are so undertuned that it doesn't feel worth it to go for them. Like it's it's quite rare to go for a five cost that isn't a part of the synergies that you're already going. Yeah, and even like if that's... you. Do, even if you two-star, while in the past TFT sets, or even in auto chess, you would go for legendaries, even one, even just the one cause or one star, and two star would be a big power spike, and it would f- sort of force you to have to adapt late game, which I think makes the game a lot more interesting. Yeah, another issue I think is too is that if you try to go up to eight and get some legendaries, one your percentage at eight of getting three legendaries is pretty low. And two, you're going to be weak by the time you get there because of all of these hyper rollers. Yeah, I think that's that's a problem in itself. But if you were to make the five cost strong enough to where it would justify fast leveling, then it wouldn't be as bad, right? It's because these these five costs have so little impact. Like imagine yeah. if a, you know, MF1 by herself could, you know, could change, change how your teammates. You. But that that pretty much never, ever happens. Like an MF1 by herself, even an MF2 with no items is is a pretty bad unit to have unless you're a blaster. Yeah, for sure. And that's, it's I don't know, it's kind of annoying. I think they need to increase the percentage at level 8 of getting a legendary. And I think... They they actually turned it down. Yeah, it's down, right? I think it should seven, be like 10%, seven, something like that. I think the percentage is fine. I, the issue is more the power level of the unit itself. Because if you turn up the power level of the individual five costs, that percentage is is somewhat justified. Like you're, you have to take a risk to go for that. Because if you made it ten, then players would be two starring five costs way too consistently, in my opinion. But then how? But wouldn't that be good? Because it would counter the. It would give you some sort of counter to these people who are way ahead of you if you get to level eight. Maybe yeah, like but it could it could snowball the game out of control, the other way. And I think the a better approach to that is to instead just make them strong enough by themselves to where they're they're decent if you're a one cost. And if you're a two star, that unit should feel like it's strong enough to take over a game. I think ten percent would be just would just be too high for that. But Yeah, right now I think the only standalone hero or like legend that you would want to throw in would be a Thresh. Kind of just 
Yeah, and even then, you don't really want to throw him in that often. I mean, Thresh is amazing right now because Mana Reavers and Chrono are both very strong, especially two Chrono. But there's still a lot of compositions you wouldn't want to throw in Thresh. When was the last time you saw a Gangplank? Yeah, pretty much never. That unit is... Two-star and Gangplank isn't even good. Like, it's okay, but... <laughs> you run Gangplank because Demo is amazing. Like, that's the primary reason you run Gangplank. Yeah, I feel like the, the, it's just a problem when your legendaries aren't really a factor. Like, I, w I would argue that a lot of the four costs are actually just as impactful at two-star as, I think, as I think they're more legendary. impactful. Yeah, look at the strength of Kale. Even Aurelia. Like, Aurelia is significantly better than Echo as a unit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Echo. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of the problems with this game say has to do with how weak legendary units are. Because I would just imagine if they were strong enough to make you drop your composition, then the game would be a lot more interesting in the late game. But the late game currently is just whoever hits their units first, right? You don't yeah, change sure. much in your compositions. Like, sure, you might add in two Mystic, but that's, that's the extent of adjustments that you make in the late game phase. So you think like, it would be better for them to just buff the, the Legendary units? Well, I think, number one, they would have to buff the Legendary units. Number two, they have to nerf the one cost. Number three, they have to nerf the percentages that the one cost come out as. I don't know how they could rearrange the numbers. I feel like in the the role role percentages were fine in ten point eight. Well, see, here's I know. The thing. If if they do everything you just said, it goes back to the way the set was right when it came out, where the people who econ and just get legendary two stars end up winning, right? So I, I think the goal here is to try and find some sort of balance. No, it, it just makes it so you have another option to win. Just because you can two-star legendary, it doesn't mean that you necessarily should for your composition. I just like that it forces you to make a decision. And I'm more okay with getting uh, five or leg two-star legendaries puts you in a position where you're stronger than most people. I feel like that's okay. If you're getting to eight and you manage to get three of a five-cost unit, I think you deserve to be in an extremely powerful position. Yeah, to win I, the I game. prefer that too. And it's the inherent gold cost of five costs is so much more. Like Poppy costs nine gold total for this unit. That's just batshit crazy. <laughs> like, it costs nine gold and it's better than, it's more cost efficient than virtually every other unit in the game. Yeah, not to mention that you get to use her for every single round of the game. Yeah, and you get to use her extremely early on. So, I don't know. Set one felt. I love set one because, like, for example, you can go for a Karthus. Uh, you could you would throw in a Swain even. Like it, it felt nice that you were able to pivot in the late game, depending on what legendaries that you got. Yeah, set one was great. I, I like the for, items too, even though yeah. you know Phantom Dancer and stuff was a little. OP, but I'd... I don't know. It felt, it felt rewarding because you could switch things out. And I mean, for any of our uh, listeners who are familiar with auto chess, I think one of the best things about auto chess was that, you know, you could throw, if you got a tight hunter, you could choose to throw him in. You had to make a decision do I want to drop, 
you know, this many mages or this many trolls and put in my Tidehunter? Or do I want to swap out one for an Enigma or something? Like these very powerful legendaries that could impact the board state where it would make players have to make a decision. It's not like now where if you see two or even if you saw three misfortunes in your buyout, you probably wouldn't buy it most of the time unless you had blasters. Like, yeah. It would just ruin your composition. No, yeah. But in set one, you probably would do it most of the time. Like if you saw three cartridges, you would probably buy them. If you saw three swings, you probably buy them, and you would make it work somehow. And I think it be it's good to reward players who actively make adjustments in the game. Yeah. So. Hey, yeah, everything you just said is accurate because I just played a game. And I remember I was level eight, and I just saw a double soul, and I just skipped it because <laughs> yeah, it didn't help me at all. Okay. It, even this two-star legendary unit wouldn't do anything for me. Even if you had one or two good items for it, you probably still wouldn't pick it up, which is pretty absurd to me. I don't know. They they've made one cost far too prevalent. If they were to change the roll percentages to as high as they have them now, I don't think it was necessary to buff them as much as they did. Because you'd be three starring one cost way far more often, which is what's happening right now. Yeah. You want to talk about some of the comps? Sure. So, Candyland, for people who aren't familiar, Candyland is based around three star Poppy. You get a three star Twisted Fate. And then you just get like an Ari or something and another Vanguard. You need like an Ari and a Zoe, right? And one other Vanguard. Yeah. And that's that's like the basis of the composition. You'll you'll peak around level five, and if you manage to hit that three star poppy and the three star twist, twisted fate, you'll probably win streak literally ten rounds in a row. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the only thing you'll lose to is Shredder, the other hyper roll composition. If they have a last whisper, <laughs> the pro. I I feel like Shredder is the product of Candyland. I think it's. It's a byproduct. I think that's part of it for sure. Yeah, I I don't think you're wrong. But the problem, the composition itself is just way too overtuned as well. <laughs> I mean, you're literally just going for a three star Jarvan. So when he casts his ult, it gives your Zaya 100 percent attack speed, and you three star your Zaya, and then you just put a Infinity Edge and Last Whisperer and hope for the best. I mean, it's a little more complex than that, but that's that's the basic that's the basis of it. Yeah. That's that's how the composition functions. And you whole. save money, right? Until right before the first creeps, and then yeah, you you, you saved until you have eight out of ten experiences. So you never level because you want to eco as hard as you can up until the end of level four, where I believe your one cost chance is sixty percent. I'm not sure about the exact numbers, but it's somewhere around there. And then right after that neutral round with the golems or the krugs, you just roll down all your gold and pray you hit a three star. And if you don't, you probably bottom two. If you do, you probably top two. <laughs> and so you're not supposed to roll until that point, right? No, you're not supposed to. Because you wanna you wanna eco as much as you can. If you eco correctly or you win streak correctly up to there, you should have around thirty to fifty gold, depending on how lucky you were and how you streaked. And then you just roll it down and hope for the best there. Now, what comps do you think are still relevant that aren't hyper roll? Again, like I said earlier, 
I think you could actually be quite diverse with the amount of compositions I can top four and sometimes win if you high roll. So I think Blaster Brawler is pretty good. Especially Blaster Brawler you... seems like it's like an ageless comp. It just always kind of works. Yeah, Blaster Brawler is still pretty good for sure. Um, KO comp, basically any composition that revolves around KO, Blade Masters, and Chrono is still pretty good. I think that's a little bit hard, harder to pilot because you have a lot more units you could throw in and out. You know, you could choose to run a Shen, you could choose to run a Wukong instead, and then like throw in vanguards. Um, yeah, I think if you're going Kale, you want to have. I don't know. I, I aim for four Chrono. You want at least two Chrono, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah, think ideally to... six I, I Chrono think... actually got nerfed. It feels like, doesn't it? Did you say six? Yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. No, you don't need six. I think I think four with a Shen, so you can go Blade Master on top of it with Kale. Is yeah, it's it's either two or four for sure. Uh, I think actually two is just better, and it just put rage blades on her. Because it seems it seems like there's diminishing returns from getting four, unless you could naturally fit that in. But yeah, like I said, let's go back to a list of viable compositions: Blaster Brawlers, Ko Chrono, Cybernetics, uh, and Mecha Infiltrator, and Dark Star somewhat. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think about Darkstar? Do you think it's still there? I think Darkstar is... If you pilot Darkstar well, you can actually do pretty well consistently. Um, I feel like Darkstar has suffered the most with the hyper-rolling. Um, yeah, because you'll take so much damage early on that it's yeah, harder. You, you have to, to get transition. up to 8, and you have to... like It's pretty necessary to get Zareth, So Yeah, to win the game, you'll, you'll probably have to 2-star Zareth, in, and you'll need a Last Whisper on your Jin. With the say of the game with where poppies are, you just yeah. have to have last whisper. You just have to have it to now. get rid of them. I feel like Poppy even holds up the mech, which is weird. Yeah, he does. I mean, he definitely does because the mech doesn't have great single target damage, right? Wait, is Poppy mech... a man? Oh, Poppy's a girl, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a girl, right? Okay. <laughs> she might be gender neutral. Let's see. I keep, say- I keep hearing you say he, so I'm like, wait, no, Poppy's a girl, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not thinking too much about it. If I'm be honest. <laughs> Let's see. But yeah, Poppy is powerful enough to hold up the mech, which is like just by herself will stand there, and the mech will just be swinging at her the whole time. Yeah, and the thing is, the mech won't do AOE. I mean, the mech does AOE damage, and that's why it's so yeah, great. Yeah, it won't reach the rest but of the. On, yeah, only the Poppy runs up to the mech, so yeah. just hitting this Poppy that will never die. But I think Mech Infiltrator actually does quite well against Candyland in the late game, just yeah, because your yeah. assassins will kill everyone. Once you get three star assassins with proper items, it'll it'll definitely kill Candyland. It's just how much damage do you take until you get there is the issue, and how well yeah. do the Candyland players level up to seven and eight, and like add. See, add I think another it. funny thing is that all those other compositions, or at least Dark Star and Mech Infiltrator just don't work if more than one person goes for those compositions like yes. if, if it weren't for the fact that there's three to three to four players going for shredder and candyland every single game those other compositions just would not work at all yeah because you just take too much damage from playing them over and over again mm-hmm
yeah, that's just the biggest problem. Is they just gotta fix. I think it's kind of an easy fix. What, what would tone, you change? Just either to, I would just tone the damage down because I think a lot of the people, I think everybody likes, um, kind of how diverse it is, but I, I just think dying so early is. You think it's a damage? I think it's, no, I don't think it's. I don't think that's the like. I just think it's the easiest fix. It's just not to take 15 damage in stage four or like three from like a guy who has three three stars see i i agree with you besides the fact that it makes it feel like the mid game is meaningless or early game when it would go back to where you would just open fort almost until you're like level seven and then roll down but I don't know. I dislike the fact that you don't have to worry about how bad you're losing by. Because you really wouldn't worry about that before until stage like yeah, it didn't four, matter, maybe yeah. five. I, don't know, I just think that's the easiest fix. I'm not saying it's the right fix. I just think you could do the least to the game by changing that and, and it would kind of help it. But I mean, obviously you could uh, like, do I, some I would... and buffs and all this other stuff. I would actually advocate for doing a lot to the game because I, I just don't think hyper rolling is something that should be rewarded as as it currently is. <laughs> you just need to straight up nerf those characters much more. Whether it's the numbers on the individual units or the roll chance for those individual units or maybe the synergies themselves. And I think they need to change 6 chrono. 6 chrono is not good at all. The lead developer actually said that it was a buff across the board before they released it. But that just doesn't sound right because 6 Kernel used to give you six what 75% attack speed? Yeah. Every 4 seconds. Now it's 15% every 2 seconds. But you start out with 15%. I'm pretty sure that's just a straight nerf. Yeah. They've been kind of useless since, what, like 10.8? Or not useless. I mean, I mean just like 6 star... Six six chrono wasn't something you go for, right? After, yeah, it, it really wasn't. But if you can somehow manage to fit six chrono, it felt really strong, or it felt okay at least. Now there's no reason to go six chrono at all. God, it feels bad. It feels bad talking bad about TFT. It kind of does. This game was amazing. It felt like when. Ever since this set has come out, like I've been happy with pretty much every patch since this game, since set three came out. This is the first patch where I feel like I'm not having fun with the game anymore. Yeah. Well, hopefully they fix it. I think we could wrap it up here. Do you have anything else yeah. you want to want to say? No, uh, I think I've I've ranted long enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back with the uh, Tim. 10.10. 10. See you next time. See you.